Hey everybody, welcome back to the Punk Till I Die podcast. This is this is a strange one, actually. We tried, you know, a little behind the scenes, a little behind the scenes info here. Neil and I tried earlier this week to record our best of the year so far, Indeed. but between my internet and Skype and whatever else, we literally pulled the plug on it, which we've only done a couple of times in the three years we've been doing this. It's very rare, but anyway. Now, Mr. Uh, Mr. Liverpool Neil is actually sitting in my... We're sitting in my back room. Neil's here in Michigan, yes. and we're uh, staring I, at each other. I made the drive yesterday. I made the four-hour drive up to Coopersville. I'm loving every second of it. You will hear... We're going to record another episode tomorrow, and you will hear the adventures of... Uh, it's actually... I think it's going to be... I think it's actually going to be real difficult to not want to talk about our evening last night. Yeah. But I'll tell you, we're going to yeah. we're gonna hold back. Well, we had a bunch of stuff we wanted to... Talk about we actually they said we we recorded over an hour on Wednesday, but it was, but it was just such an abortion we just couldn't, yeah. couldn't do it. I mean, it kept cutting out right, and then we'd have to try and start over, or we'd try and pick yeah. up where we left off, and he couldn't tell where the internet had kind of dropped, so it was very difficult to get a flow. It was going to require a level of editing that Neil didn't sign up for. Well, also I did, but just when we were doing it. Like the flow would start, and we'd start getting good, and then it would end, and then we'd have to start over. It just was difficult to get a flow. So and you and, and you know. All, my, all our off-color jokes are just never as funny the second time through when you have to repeat yourself. And so. the third time, too. The third time, yes, yes. And plus, when I'm trying to, like, write when the songs were down, I'm like, you know, section one, two minutes. Section two, two minutes. Neil's you know, got a notebook full of information I about do. trying to edit yeah, the... Uh, yeah, So maybe one day, you know, if we do a... What's that thing called? Uh... Where people give us money, yeah, I'll like a Patreon, I'd, yeah, I'd be Patreon, like the lost, the lost episode, the last episode. So yeah, we'll do a Patreon. So we have, and we have two can, of those. Yeah. So that one we started and aborted. So that's recorded somewhere. But then we actually did a first trial episode that never came out. Neil and I did essentially like a demo podcast. But the thing is, I I literally trashed a bunch of people, like gave personal information <laughs> that I shouldn't have. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's not like famous people. It's not like they can afford to sue us or anything. But it just wasn't very nice. So that probably will never see the light of day. So, but, uh, so the, but now, now everybody's gonna be like, "We need to hear this. We need to hear this." But they're gonna be disappointed. The people we talked about, they don't know. You know, it is just. So yeah, going back to that, that. So our episode number one, our actual real episode number one, it's like a light version of that uh, of that demo episode that we did because <laughs> Tom and I had only met each other a, a couple times. And uh, so we really didn't know how it was going to go. It was my first attempt at podcasting, yeah. right? And you, you were a seasoned professional. I was we still doing both. I was still doing yeah. both at that point, yeah. So we didn't know how it was going to go. But, dude, we were like an hour and a half of just... Yeah. So we knew it was going to go great immediately because we were just from thing to thing <laughs> to thing. It was ridiculous. Well, and we, you know, early on, A, we worried that we'd run out of stuff to talk about, which apparently is never, ever going to happen, especially as long as we keep having adventures, right? Yes. And B... Uh, we our goal was you know this was me this was my thing not Neil's this year I'm like we want to make the episodes an hour most people drive to work a half hour they can listen to an episode mm. in uh, you know on the way to work and back our last two have been over two hours and we still consistently probably go an hour and a half so I guess you get to listen to it three or four days going back and forth to work these so. people people aren't driving to fucking work they're all working from home that's true so I they think can... they, I think they just probably just tune us out I think we're probably like their wife drawing on in the background <laughs> yeah. at this With point music, like, yeah, yeah, like music occasionally every yeah. now and then we'll play a song they actually like and they sort of Mm-hmm. Sort of stop and so yeah, so we were actually kind of struggling to do our top five of the year. You know, we had to put a little more effort into it than usual. And I think I, I think the top five that both of us picked out are very good, but we didn't have an, the abundance of stuff that we have in some right. years. I think. Well, see, you say that, but I I really struggled last year to do halfway through the year top five. I think I had some stuff on the top end, five. And then the last end finished year. strong. Oh, the end was super strong. Well, and there's a couple other ones. You know, a couple specifically. 
you know, I'm going to say like the Drowns and Bishop's Green both put out records that I like, but they're both officially EPs. EPs. Yeah. Now, once again, this is a little bit of a tricky thing because I have an I have an LP on my list, Neil. It's number two on my list. We'll get to it here as we do our Casey Kasem backwards <laughs> countdown. That is 12 songs and 14 minutes long. The Bishop's Green EP is seven songs, half hour. It's longer, I think, than three of the five things on my LP list, but they're calling it an EP. Because there's so few songs on yeah. it. I think that's a, see, but that, you're right. That's the that's a really weird one. Now the thing that used to be back in the day. I don't know if it still is. Um, an EP. Well, an EP would sometimes come out on a 12 inch. Well, like those a, are like all a single. A single would inches. be a seven inch, and an EP would normally yeah. be a 12 inch to play to 33. But you think, but these but prog rock bands. Like seven songs might be a double album. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like yes or some shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's for you, Uncle Uncle Marv. <laughs> Uncle Marv. Yeah. yeah, we mentioned yes just for you. Yeah, Good it's, Lord. It, so anyway, so that is a little tricky. And the other thing that's a little tricky now, and I think at the end of the year when we finally make our list, a I'm gonna have to make an EP's list, and B it's going to be the records that came out in 2021 that I just got the vinyl for in 2020. So I'm still writing reviews. Like right now, I'm going to write a review for the Avenues record. It's a great album, but officially, release date, November of last year. Now it took till June to get the the vinyl. I think I feel bad for these bands, actually, because they... um, I think it's easy to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you... you, It's like they don't know how to... It's hard to... Especially these independent bands, how do you even promote this stuff yeah or, and how or, do you how do you tour if you don't have merch to push yeah, if you don't true. actually have something to sell at the show all you got is a couple of crappy t-shirts you know what though t-shirts are where the money's at records they don't make much profit most of these bands will tell you that records are more or less a break-even kind of thing true and enough the t-shirts but are the big money i think especially if the if the record is like a alternate color or something you can only yeah. get live oh yeah you, can you might get, get yeah, people yeah. buying two or three copies uh Whereas uh, t-shirts, I mean, who needs another black t-shirt? You know what I mean? I don't know, Mister Zoonoids black t-shirt that I'm staring at right now. <laughs> hey, yeah. Zoonoids guys, if you're listening, uh, Neil said before the show. I hope we didn't offend anybody when we were making fun of the way they. <laughs> they they, <laughs> just, they just they just fit their their whole horror uh, yeah, genre because exactly. that's kind of their, they look like mad they look like killers the, from an 80s they either movie. look like the guy who kills or the like first crazy guy who gets killed. Yeah, the guy that works at the gas station. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah that's exactly right. Anyway, well, I Good hope double. to catch. You know what? We'll catch up with those guys later on. And uh, uh, we even uh, kicked around the idea of maybe inviting them to one of our events. So yeah, looking forward to uh, looking forward to them putting out a new album. This yeah, year, yeah. Right? I'm, actually, I, I'm sh- I'd be shocked if that doesn't make my year end list. Same with the Susie Moon record, which we just yeah is just officially scheduled yesterday. for release yeah. in September or something. Now you made a good point about that as well. The cool thing they did, which a lot of bands don't do. So Susie Moon's released two EPs, two yeah, three, three track, songs, yeah. three track EPs. None of those songs are on the album. Yeah. Which I think is very. The cool. other thing I like about those Susie Mooney EPs, I got to say, all three songs are on both sides. Because yeah. you imagine you got to flip it. Because essentially, if not, you're you know at least it's like ten minutes a side. Otherwise, you're flip. One of them is only gonna be like a three minute side, and you're flipping over. At that point, why isn't it seven? Well, that's actually actually an interesting question. So maybe if we ever talk to her again, get her on the show again. Oh, oh I, I think, I, think the, I suspect when the record comes. But you know out, what? We'll Let's have the whole band on this time. Yeah, because we, cool. we know that'd the whole cool. band, not just her. But uh, to ask, why did you decide to do a twelve-inch rather than a seven-inch with one mm. track on the strongest track on the A side and the and then and then the B sides? You know? Well, and once again, and that's the same thing. I, I just I just reviewed the new Bishop's Green EP, which is so they did a seven-song EP. They hadn't put any. 
things significant out for years. Right. And then they dropped the seventh song EP, which is really well done. I really like it. It's a, it's a little mellower than some of their stuff, but I really like it. And then they put out this new one two months later, another 12-inch EP, three new songs, three live songs from the first EP from, like, 2014 or whatever. And all I can think is, man, if they had to put these three songs with those other seven... Album. It'd be yeah. album of the year. It'd be yeah. one of the... It'd be, it'd be a contender because the three on the new EP are real bangers and the other ones are a little more nuanced. Yeah. Like, man, they could have mixed those in. It would have been a real killer album. Now, were they, are they Pirates Press? They are. And that's why I wonder... Yeah, I they could have had the vinyl. Dude, I wonder if the LP is dead. I wonder if anybody even cares about the LP anymore. Obviously, uh, the way kids listen... I mean, yeah, you and I do, but we're yeah. geezers. That's not really a... I'm afraid what we feel about things is not necessarily the way to, you know... But yeah, it's it's interesting. We're the ones buying the thirty dollar albums. That's true. Though, that's for God's true. Sakes. We are the one. Yeah. Or at least getting them sent to us for free. Uh, as the case maybe. <laughs> that doesn't happen very often anymore, though. And that's fine. That's fine. I mean, I don't want these small struggling bands to struggle yeah, if yeah, they're yeah. putting. No, the, I'm more than happy you know, to pay them for the record. Hell yes, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Same yeah. with the guest list situation. We've talked yeah. about this before. Listen, if if Riot Fest wants to let us in for free, we'll certainly take it. But I'm not going to argue with a band that with a twelve dollar ticket or something. Right. That the fact of the matter is, we have good normal jobs we you know we're not this is not something we do for a living obviously we're lost leaders this this thing is pretty much becoming a tax deduction as far as i can tell that's, <laughs> that's how good we are man. that's how good we are making money yeah but i'll tell you what neil let's let's go ahead and start with our top fives let's go to top fives and then we do have some letters we should read a couple letters we've been talking okay. about for a long time and yeah i don't i, I think uh yeah we got a lot to <laughs> We've only Neil's only been here for one night. We already had a pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, we've already we had a pretty interesting, pretty interesting night, and yeah. I suspect it's only going to get worse before it gets better. Yes, indeed. Um, so anyway, yeah. So this is our you know our top uh, five each of 2022 so far. Basically, halfway yeah. through the year, a little more than halfway through the year. Of course, so, you know I always forget. Punk till I die seventy seven at Gmail. You can get a hold of us or Punk till I die podcast on Facebook or the Punk till I die podcast group where yeah. all the fun is. Join join the group and yep. also we have T shirts available at yep. uh, Loud Pizza loudpizza dot com. Uh, look on the merch section. We have uh, white or black classic uh, Punk till I die T shirts and they also have mugs and they also have. Uh, what are they called? Slip mats, right? Slip yeah, mats. I just got. Yeah. Matter of fact, you look up on my shelf there. You'll see that I have two slip mats. Actually, two punk toy slip mats. But well, that one's them. interesting. So, who printed that? That was that one we got from Aaron. You got one of those too. But I wonder if he got it printed at on point. You know what I mean? I don't know. I thought he worked for a place like yeah, that. Yeah, he did. Too. He used to. You're right. You're right. So, hey, Aaron, how are you doing, mate? Yes. Um, I know Neil ran into Aaron recently. I haven't seen him, but there you go. We just took a picture of the thing, so we exactly. can post I'm that up. Put it, on, put it yeah. online right now. Yeah. Uh, so Tom, why don't you go first? What's your okay. uh, What's your number five of the year? So my number five of the year, and I know this is on your list too. And once again, I hate to be these. We hate to be these guys, but I don't know if every. I'm trying to think. No, I'm trying to think if everybody on the list has been on the podcast. I hate to be too much in our own little world, but these are a lot of guests that we've had. And uh, my that, my list aren't. No, so, I was yeah. gonna say I, I'm not as these, uh, I'm not as much into nepotism as you. Apparently. Well, it's, but it's just like I mean, listen, they're making great records, and that's what I've been listening to. And yep. once again, there hasn't been a huge. Seems like every year there's one huge punk record that brings everybody together. Now, not necessarily you and I, because we kind of <laughs> we're kind of in our own little old man orbit. But there hasn't been that record yet. Well, there, even like a No Effects or something. Even though if you and I don't care about it, there's usually bigger. There's not been a huge record. As soon as we do on number fives, I want to talk about that. So well, because um, I see like the new Dropkick Murphys records coming out, and it's Noel Bar. And it's acoustic, and it's like all Woody Guthrie songs. I could not be less interested in watching well, a bunch of plastic patties I mean, do fucking Woody Guthrie well, songs. Well, it's so funny, too, because the name of the album is... 
this machine still kills fascists. I think Ooh. what they should call it is this machine supports some fascists. <laughs> but I guess they don't. They wouldn't like that necessarily. Oh, there goes our chance to get one of those guys on the podcast. I, I could care less. Well, they're so big though, man. They're like a. I mean, they're like a band that crosses. I know, and I could care less. We're not. Yeah, well, we've talked. Who would about you? Who would you like to? Who would you like to have less? Somebody from the Offspring or somebody from the Dropkick Murphys? Uh, probably Dropkick Murphys. Really? Yeah. Uh, well, listen, you, the, Neil does not represent us. He does not. Uh, he does not <laughs> no, speak no. for it's, us. It's Anybody from any of those bands wants to come on, we'd be thrilled to have you. You can come sit right around my little round table in my back room with my records and my books and stuff. And uh, I'd be happy to argue with you about why you shouldn't be like so saying <laughs> yeah, like exactly. a fake Irish band when you're exactly. from Boston. All right. You know. Listen. I'm just gonna get water. Okay. Uh, so okay. So my f- number five song is Doc Rotten. From, we had on the show who yes, were fantastic they guests. Were, they were. They were very funny guests. Yep. It's so funny. Hey. I see pictures of them. That bass player, they were making fun of, like, I don't know, using his butt as a yeah. cum dumpster or whatever it was. It was, very, I don't remember. Very, it was really very strange, strange, right? Yes. But uh, he was, they were good, they were good uh, guests. A lot of fun. But, yeah, this is uh, this is Doc Rotten from their... Uh, Unite Resist. Unite Resist. I, I, I want to say Refuse Resist. That's I, I keep wanting to say that. Isn't that the Veruker song? Uh, yes. Uh, but yeah, Unite, Resist, Doc Rotten. This song is called Corpses. Doc Rotten there with uh, the song Corpses. And, uh, yeah, Unite Resist. I, I, <laughs> I made this comment on the last podcast that we had to, uh, that we had to, that we had to, uh, stop. But, um, 
it's just so funny see a bunch of like middle aged like plumber type guys. I'm, I wonder. What, what, I don't think they're middle aged. I think they're quite a bit younger than I. Well, am. still, what, what are they? It, it, Unite Resist and the cover art. It looked like a bunch of like fifteen year olds would have done that. Yeah, I don't well, know. Listen, I don't know. Spirits alive and those guys. I just don't know what they're resisting. Is all. What are they I resisting? By playing higher prices for gas. I don't know. What are, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's a another. Don't story. be that guy, Neil. Don't, no, it's a great don't, album. Don't be the guy who says what a middle class people have to complain about we're not allowed to complain <laughs> only certain groups are allowed to complain you know that seems like what we've come to in this country right um i know I'm people gl- only I'm believe in the right to protest if they agree with what you're protesting about I'm, yeah I'm, I'm glad that i'm glad listen these angry. guys are from new jersey their uncles are connected i don't think you really want to piss them off they'll come, <laughs> to, come to your house and put a horse head in your bed <laughs> they, do they still do that these days i don't know anyway yeah. shout out to the doc rotten guys yeah, oh, yeah I, we love I, you guys uh, i uh, love you guys Hope to. I've never. You haven't seen them, have you? No, I haven't got a chance no. to see them live. I know they they're hard touring fools. So hopefully, so uh, hopefully they will come to my area and play a show, and then I can have them uh, work on my uh, heating cooling uh, system yeah, here right. at the house. Yeah, yeah. Now, funnily <laughs> enough, they played they played like a one off show in Milwaukee, but they didn't play anywhere else, huh. which was really weird. Yeah, they're about from a Jersey. So That's ago. quite a hike. Yeah, because I mean it's twelve, thirteen hours from here, and it's quite a bit further yet to Milwaukee, but. So maybe anyway, they took their private jet. Maybe they took their uh, yes. HVAC uh, maybe, jet. Maybe that's what they're resisting. Do you think they, they take all their like tools and stuff out of the van and like drive around the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. like Goomba heating and cooling or whatever? <laughs> no, that would be a, a Boys and Capcom Heroes. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what those guys do either, but they, they, they seem like plumbers, but I think they're more white collar, but I'm not sure. We can talk about that also. All right, that sounds good. Yeah, I got a good story about that. They'll um, come to your house with a pipe wrench and take your knees out. All right, well, we've insulted people who are bigger and tougher <laughs> than us now. Neil, what's your, uh, what do you got for number five on your top five? My number five is a uh, young lady, actually a band. It's, I guess it's the Kate Clover band, just like Susie Moon is really the Susie is she Moon young? band. She's probably, it's tough. I, a young lady? What do you say? I don't know. Maybe she's in her 30s. Well, I mean, don't compared know. to us, everybody's young right That's now. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It gets difficult for me to tell. But anyway, she's a very talented lady. Um, great band. Their debut album came out this year. It's called Bleed Your Heart Out. I've seen them a couple times. I saw them support Tiger Army just before COVID. And then we saw him again at Beat Kitchen. Me and Rick saw them, uh, you know, and that's what I went off about that knee highs band. Well, I remember um, you, you first time you said you kind of got some drinks with the band and stuff. Was we she- did. They, that was the cool thing about it. We went to uh, G, uh, Ginger. What's it? What's the one next to Metro? Metro. Oh, G Man. G Man. Um, we were in there before and after, and the band came over and was sitting with us and drinking with us. And uh, Susie Moon came in, took photos with us. Kate Clover. Really, Kate Clover. I'm sorry. Kate Freudian, Freudian slip. Fre- yeah. Freudian slip, my yeah. friend. Yeah, exactly. Well, I've had pictures <laughs> taken with her too. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, but no, they were super, super cool. So we kept that in mind. And then when we saw they were touring again and playing Beat Kitchen, we're like, fuck yeah, we'll go. And, you know, the band, fucking, he came up to us, one of the guitarists, hadn't seen us in three years. He mm. met us for half an hour. And he came over and was like, good to see you again. And mm. was like, you know, it was very cool. So anyway, their debut album came out this year, Bleed Your Heart Out. It's got 10 great songs on it. And uh, But song- did she greet you the second time? She, she remembered us, she said. Oh, yeah. she did. Okay. She might have been lying. But, you know. She's got kind of a Debbie Harry thing going on. She really does. Chrissy Hines slash Debbie Harry, yeah. There's a nice mix. Right Neil and there. I are not of one accord on Chrissy Hines' situation. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about the way she plays guitar. Oh, oh that's gotcha. what I'm, That's what I'm talking about there. Gotcha. Looks like Debbie Harry plays guitar like Chrissy gotcha. Hines, right? That's good. Um, and she's got a great band. And anyway, this song is called Daisy Cutter. Enjoy it. Just
So yeah, that was Kate Clover with uh, Bleed Your Heart Out. Uh, I'm sorry, with uh, Daisy Cutter off the album Bleed Your Heart Out, which is one of the, it was the vinyl that was supposed to be out in June, and now they're saying September. So. Well, you know Neil really enjoys an artist when he's willing to explore the catalog digitally. This is a young woman that <laughs> oh, he's willing he to explore again. digitally. Yes, I'm going to explore explore her digitally. Yes, indeed. indeed. Oh, that joke never gets old, Neil. No, never gets no. old, no matter how many times we tell it. Maybe that's why she still refuses to come on the podcast. Yeah, but, Every yeah, time I be, ask her. Just, just stonewalls. Yeah, yeah. She just ignores me blatantly. Um, just because she treats you nice doesn't mean you don't give her a high creep factor, Neil. It could be... <laughs> hey, you got got to greet your fans. Well, she was That's enjoyed true. actually because we were, but you know how small Beat Kitchen is, and there really yeah. wasn't that many people there. Yeah, and we were standing in the front row and we were singing along with all the songs, and she was oh, digging it. That's cool. You know, she was digging that we knew the songs, so that's that was cool. alright. Um, going back to what you were saying before about there's no consensus number one. Yeah. So when I was preparing for this, I was like, you know what, I I don't want to just have bands that we've had on. Let me do a bit of exploring sure. and see what other websites say are the best punk albums of the year so far. Are you are you, are you sub are you subconsciously insulting me for not doing a do? No, uh, but I, I <laughs> dude, a I don't know what some of these uh, some of these other uh, web websites are saying classifies punks punk albums. Because well. some of them were almost more rap and stuff like that. I, d- I don't know. But I-, I listened to some of the things they were talking about as Album of the Year so far. They were just fucking dreadful. Um, it, it, hot Water Music. Which yeah, I remember it, you saying that was really bad. I have not I, listened to it. I don't mind them back in the day. but I gave it a second listen. And it's fine alternative rock. There's, yeah, just nothing, not there's nothing punk rock about it at all. Um, That's the like the, the org core like, yeah. whiskey, right. flannel and whiskey crowd. You right. Know? Uh, then um, what was the other one? Ignite. Ignite got a lot of high high praise, and either. Ignite sounds like a generic punk rock album that's coming out of the blast- Southern, the blasting room or something Southern like California. that. It's got all the right sound. It just doesn't sound angry at all. There's hmm. nothing angry about the guitars. What do they have to protest about, Neil? What I do they guess. have to? What do they have to? The weather's beautiful. It's. Uh... Well, I, I keep saying to these guys. I, I keep saying to these guys on here. I'm these guys talking to nobody, right? <laughs> Say, am I yeah. these guys? Okay. Guys, put a fucking Dead Boys album on. Listen to the way that's produced. Listen to how ang- even the guitars sound angry. Well, it's and it's not even that. It's just it's 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 an edginess. It's a hard to define quality where it sometimes you put a record on. It's got a the only way I can describe it is like an edginess where you're like, wow, that's got a the the X factor of it just makes it takes it to the next level. And yeah, obviously the first Dead Boys album falls in that category. And listen, dude, not every you know very few bands are going to make a Nevermind the Bullocks or a Young Loud and Snotty, but you know there, there does seem to be a uh, it, it does seem to be a lack of edginess with a lot of this punk stuff. But well, they're try scared because everything's so well, PC, right? But 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 even okay, some of the other bands that are going to be on the list today: Ravagers, uh, Doc Rotten. Their albums sound angry. They're not overproduced. Yeah. They're not run through a million different filters. You can tell that Ignite album is run through a million different filters. The guitar, I'm sure he's got a million pedals. Yeah. And it, you know, it's. There's a well, it's funny you say rock, there's I no guess. consensus number one, but I think the consensus number one is that Ravagers album. But here's the thing. Oh, for us. But, but in general, but here's the thing it's a small album. I don't know that the whole world knows about it. You know no. what I mean? That That's kind of what keeps it from being. Because I think a lot of people would love this album. None but of these websites had any of our. Anything that we have on our list, none of these Not websites one, huh? had any of them, which hmm. is really weird. Well, but I mean, listen, we have to be willing to admit that we kind of live in a bubble and we've kind of built this little bubble around us but i think you're like heating your cooling fan on your computer is kicked down or something i hear like a slight it has it okay. has it's let okay. me make sure that oh you know what it is i'll probably let me turn that off but anyway all right listen uh, sh- should we i want to hold on a second let me another band that everyone was that two different websites talked about was soul glow see okay there 
I think they're young. I think they're black guys, right? The, and I think that's exactly why. Well, it's and there listed. is a political correctness to yes, it too, because is. the same thing with. I, I mean, once again, I'm going to piss a lot of people off right now, but I'm sorry, Linda Linda's really aren't a very good band. No, that's terrible. but they check a lot of boxes yep, with the and the same thing with that band called the Muslims. I swear, like Epitaph Records is just like a gimmick label now. Pathetic. I mean, they really are. I mean, other than like their old catalog of like bad religion descendants and stuff, it's really, and and, I, you know, people can disagree. Obviously, it's a certain amount, a matter of taste, and I'm certainly not opposed to female fronted or female punk bands, but I just don't think the Lindelins are any good. No, I, I think see. they're because they check a lot of politically correct boxes that they're getting a lot of leeway, and it's barely punk, and it's just, I mean, the fact that they. There's more to being punk than not being able to play your instruments, and that's the only, <laughs> the only thing. Like, like, Neil's, like Neil's favorite band, the Bobby Socks or whatever they are. Knee highs, yeah, the knee highs, yes, yes. And once again, I, I understand it's a matter of taste, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe you could tell me ten different ways why I'm wrong about that, but I just, I, I just like, I don't get this at all. I don't know why anybody would want to listen to this. But anyway. But I'm, it's not made for me. The music's not made for me, and I acknowledge that. Right. And, you know, Doc Rotten are 30-year-old, 35-year-old guys that are making the type of punk rock that I like. Exactly, right. No, exactly right. So, um, so yeah. So, be looking, doing this research didn't help me at all. In fact, it just made me angrier because a lot of just made you focus was, on the bands that came on our podcast. Yeah, well, because a lot of the stuff was just fucking terrible. Yeah, or it wasn't punk rock. So I don't. Anyway, just that was. A and and the fact of matters, I you know, listen. There's some records that have come out. I, I bought a couple. You know, there's some metal albums and stuff that I like, but that you know, we just for this purpose pretty much focusing on i don't know maybe there hasn't even been a great metal album this year but i'm saying what we're doing we're just focusing on the punk rock stuff obviously so um what's your number four there casey Kasem? um my number four is radio buzzkills oh our good friend zach so unfortunately so okay so the radio buzzkills album is another one where they kind of said screw it we're going to put it out on cd digitally I no, I don't want to explore you digitally, Zach. <laughs> uh, but the but it came out digitally and on CD, and they kind of were trying to make it a thing, you know, like like screw the vinyl pressing plants because they're they're screwing the indie labels. I know they are. I mean, I that, that. that was on Pro Rock, right? That. And then Pro Rock's having a hell of a time, obviously, yeah. getting their records. I mean, I yep. know Neil's got one. He's had it for like seven months or something. The good news is we know those guys, so like they'll send us stuff to appease us to get yep. us to chill out for a couple months, send us a different record or something. Thanks for the t-shirts and the records, Pete. Yep. Um, not the flexies, though. I'm going to send those back to you with a horse head in your bed. I, did, I didn't get any flexies. <laughs> no, no flexies, it, it was no just, flexies for He just sent me a couple flexies to bring my balls. I know he did. Yeah. It's all good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they, so, so I kind of, I don't, I don't listen to a ton of CDs. I do a little bit in my car, but because it's not a vinyl, I haven't really been listening to it a ton, but it's a great record. It deserves not to be, not to be missed. What's so. the name of the record? It's called Get even okay and uh yeah so let's do i know we played this song when he was on zach's zach's we've had zach on twice obviously he's a great great guest guest. first time he was the wild man the second time we sort of just like jumped him and got real aggressive with him i'm not sure he knew what to how to react to that (laughs) yeah it's all started with your tom love tom or whatever oh yeah 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 yeah. uh, i try not to pull tender tom out very often yes please don't keep tender tom in your pants thank you very much (laughs) Well, then you got to go there with it. Yeah. This, is, this is for a guy who spent the last last night on a boat with four dudes having to pee over the edge. Anyway, all right, listen. So this is the this is the opening track on Radio Buzzkill's Get Even, and this is a great song. It's called uh, "I Want My Records Back."
Buzzkills there with I Want My Records Back. Yeah, and it was good to see a smaller band like that from St. Louis making uh, making the list. I think that's great. They're touring good down choice. They're touring down to Texas right now. Yeah. Probably be done by the time we yeah. this gets to the good people. Who knows, though? There might not be that much editing in this one just because, you know, like I said, we're not even really talking over each other because no. we're sort of sitting at the same... This is actually the way we should do it all the time. Pretty much. As a matter of fact. Well, dude, you want to retire to South Carolina with me? <laughs> yeah. The weather's beautiful right sure. in the ocean. Other than the occasional hurricane, it's like a dream come true. We should have recorded on the boat yesterday. <laughs> the, the boat ride from hell. Ugh, um, yes. My number four... Actually, my number four is a band that we haven't had on the show, but I'm hoping we do get them on the mm. show one day. It's a band of young ladies. It's not the Dropping Murphys? <laughs> no, not the Dropping Murphys. Uh, this is the Venomous Pinks, who ah, are from yes, yes. Uh, Arizona, I believe. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Boy, look at you, Neil, with all your inclusiveness. Yeah. Mr. Inclusive. Well, I kept seeing them. They kept coming up on my Facebook feed for whatever reason. I'm like, all right, you know, I'll give this a listen. And I listened to the first track or the single or whatever they had up there, and I was hooked at first listen. I thought it was really, really good. So I pre-ordered the album. Of course, the vinyl's not here yet, but what are you going to do? What, la- what label are they on? It's a bigger label, right? Uh, yeah, they are. Um, it's not Fat Wreck. It's, uh, hmm. what's that other one that you were just mentioning before? Epitaph? Maybe Epitaph, yeah. I don't, I don't know. think so. But I'll, um, I, I, you know, actually, I, I have reached out to their publicist and, and to have them on since I know you're so excited about the record. But they were on tour, so I will, and they're home now, so I will try to yeah try to make that happen again. It, I mean, the digitally, it's been out for a while, and it's a great album. Every track is great. They, uh, they mix it up. They do a couple of slower songs. They do, uh, it's just a really catchy album. Mm. I mean, you know, not too far away from the Bomb Pops or something like that, but yeah. they write really good songs, and uh, they seem like uh, cool ladies. I, so. I just, I, I've, I've, I think the issue I have with most of these female bands are not the bands themselves. I just, they get, tend to get overproduced, I think. Oh, yeah. The way that, you know what I mean? The the records tend to get overproduced. Yes, I don't know why that has to with, be. That's true with a lot of stuff. Because I listen days, to, like, there's a, there's a band that I, a, a female friend band that I really like called uh, City Mouse. 
and I feel like they're one of the few, like, like she, for whatever reason, the guitar is loud and in your face. It's just, they, they tend to avoid that trap. But yeah. City Mouse? The ones that had, like, Johnny Marr playing with them? No, no, they're from, they uh-huh. started in California in the, oh, okay. the 2000s. And, uh, okay. But, yeah, they're real good. But anyway, it doesn't matter. I, they're putting out a new album this year, too. I'd be it, Unless they change their sound a lot, I, I suspect that would have probably be on my list once the year rolls around, too. All right. Well, I'm gonna play Venomous Pinks anyway. This is off their album Vita Vita Mors. I've V I T A M O R S Vita. It's probably like live death or something. Um, and this song is called No Rules. So there you go. <laughs> So yeah, that was the Venomous Pinks with a nice blast of uh, poppy punk for you there with called No Rules off the album Vita Moors or Vita Moors and the vinyl looks gorgeous. I can't wait to get it, to be honest. I think it's uh, yeah, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so I hope hope those ladies come on with us. I think they, uh, they sound like they could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I guess we've gotten a little more open to the idea of multiple 
multiple guests at once. And oh, yeah. a lot of it's yeah. because of the Doc Rotten guys. We, yeah. It's just, it, in general, it's hard to... I think we were put off by that, by episode 28, multiple guests, which that one didn't go particularly well. Uh, <laughs> well, I just, I think that it's, I think it's got to be a case-by-case basis. We had a thing early on where we reached out to a band, and they weren't they weren't huge, but they were, you know, they're, they're okay. They play around, female-fronted, actually. And we asked the woman to be on, but it was like, uh, well, we got to all come on. And we're like, well, it's too much of a cluster. We don't want to do it. No yeah. offense. I, we didn't mean to offend anybody. Uh, but yeah, I, in, I guess some people, I guess it's a case-by-case basis, because some people are just dynamos, and other people bounce off each other. I guess the only, you know, I don't know how we, and sometimes there are two, two people and they don't bounce off each other, and neither of them are dynamos, and it's like extracting teeth, so you just, yeah. you just don't know what you're doing. You just never know. But yeah, but the actually, I was kind of surprised, because we had all the Doc Rotten guys bar one, so I think there was four guys there. Three. Three? I think the three of the four. But they four. weren't talking about, well, maybe they were all together. But they were all maybe together. The they thing. were. They were, they all, were all together. together. So, But they, you could hear them, you know? So they, they, that was really good. So, yeah, we could certainly do that again. Now, um, we did the same thing with uh, the Ramonas, right? And that Yeah, we had a couple of them on, but they were... Work so no, well, they, it was okay. It was okay. No, it was like they, they, they just weren't super talkative, which yeah. surprised me, you know? Yeah. But maybe they're not used to doing this kind of thing. Well, it would, it would be... Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, it's weird doing publicity. You know, it, it's I think it's something. I think it's sort of a skill that you hone because we've definitely had some people on that were just such pros, right? And we've had other people on that had great stories but had no polish at all. You know, right. they had clearly had no. So yeah, I, I think it's I think it's something you get better. At, you know, and one of it's one of those things. I think I'm going to be guesting on a couple of podcasts myself for the purpose of. Promoting our podcast, Look at Mr. Mr. Big Shot over well, here. Well, and it will be see. I mean, we'll see if I'm any good at it. I, yeah. I don't even know. So look at they're getting the guy that builds the bridges, not the guy that burns the bridges. I see. Yeah. I, well, I see no, hey, listen. I, well, I know one of them. I don't think you probably would Ugh. want to do Neil based on why. What is it? Uh, it's a Philly friend, Bragg podcast. No, it's a friend of it's a friend of mine that. Uh, oh, say no more. Yeah, and the other one is, well, it's specific to something that I'm more versed in than you so it's it's, it's going to be about a local record store so that's a little oh a little, yeah little, yeah yeah a little, yeah, little different sure. a little different yeah, yeah, but yeah. you know I, I, I mean obviously the reason I would do another podcast is to well I, I like to talk obviously but I, just to promote this because you know there might be somebody listening to these other podcasts who we could you know yeah. drag over drag over to the real podcast drag over yes to, yeah. the, to the man yes the man. yeah and now here's a word from our sponsor at On Point Press Company We specialize in branded goods and services at makeitonpoint.com. We provide unique creative items that will set your brand apart. Specializing in creative design, screen printing, branded goods, packaging solutions, and online services. Visit our website at www.makeitonpoint.com to get a custom quote today. Neil, we got an email that's kind of good from a guy who... uh... I met when I was down at Bonus Pines. You want to read? Want to read that real quick before we go to the next? Do, 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 do. The guy uh, you met. Drewski, oh, Drewski, Drewski, Chicago. So, yeah, sure. so I, I mentioned when I was down in. I'll let you read it, but I, I, I mentioned when I was down in Indianapolis or Indiana or Logansport for the Flatfoot Fifty Six show that I was actually a pretty good ambassador for the podcast. I actually kind of I've never been real comfortable with self promotion. So when I played in the band, I was always the guy who ran the band, but I always hated doing that stuff. So if I didn't have somebody else in the band who loved doing the promoting stuff, 
the band, no matter how good we were, we weren't really going anywhere. Never went anywhere. Yeah. But I, 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 was, I think I'm getting a little better at it. I'm getting a little more comfortable with it. And it's still, you know, everybody's got a podcast, so it still is one of those kind of eye roll things, you know. Right. Oh, all right, Dad, you got a pod, you know, yeah. you got a podcast, you know. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is, I think we're deep enough into it now that I, I just think it's, uh, I think just by our survival has legitimized us to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so longevity. I was, yeah. I was passing out stickers and telling people, and I, I definitely, uh, like I said, made some friends. Indiana's always friendly. So anyway, you want to, you want to read that real quick, Neil? Or sure, you- sure. Uh, okay, from Drewski, Chicago. So, uh, it's called Met Tom at Bonus Pints. Oi, thanks for the heads up on your podcast. Enjoying it so much right now, I had to send an email. I do dig the banter and insider type stories. I'm definitely subscribing, and the Punctual I Die sticker is going up on our dive tavern wall. I'm sure it will take a while to come up with some better opinions, but I've got one knee-jerk. No, not the emo hardcore band from the 2000s. For Neil. I know it's a punk show, but hey, some of us old guys still have a soft spot for that ah. 70s stadium rock. <laughs> Uncle Marv again! Yeah, exactly. uh, we cut our teeth on. And even the 80s stuff, too. See episode 180, Steve Miller, etc. You know what's funny, Tom? It's funny when people mention things like this, and I don't even remember talking about well, that. Well, you remember, I went to Summerfest with Mark from oh, yeah. and, and we went yeah. and watched Steve Miller play yeah. for a while. He's, was, he's a geezer, he can't move, but yeah. he can still play. And I just probably made an aside about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, back to the letter. I mean, you must have some kind of music that you grew up on that was just like mains. I mean, it's not like you. Oh, for you, sure. It's not like you were born with a Sex Pistols record in your hand. No, for you sure. Know? No, well, even though the first gig I went to. Anyway, but that's not talking yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, of course I. Did. I've admitted yeah, that my first musical love that, that I absolutely loved. I mean, I listened to pop music and my parents' music, whatever. The first hair, music that I loved was hair metal. I mean, that was the one. You know, you're a young guy in a small town. I mean, I connected with that music at a, it was the at a serious level. Well, that was the first band I ever saw. Uh. First rock band I ever saw was the Beach Boys with my mom. But I'm saying that I connected with, you know, I told you about listening to Ariel Speedwagon records with headphones. I mean, it can't get much more. Jamming but I was along, very young, but, and, and I liked that very much. But the hair metal was the first one that was really my, yeah. you know. Anyway, getting back to the letter. It took a while for us 70s kids to devolve into the depraved types we eventually became. Um, I've already started a list of music I need to go find and buy. Thanks. My wife will be happy with that, loading up on new records like when she was, when I loaded up on ammo. Just kidding. Just kidding. I lost my guns in a tragic boating accident. Uh, cool to hear you Boy, talk- that's nice, nice that we're not the only ones with tragic tragic boating issues, ain't you? <laughs> cool to hear you talk about the gems you find on your record searches, but I don't think you've got this one. And he put a picture of so is that Rumjack signed like is it like was it like a promo so it's that, or something? It's that leather bound. I think we talked about that. Yeah, leather bound. Yeah, it's, yeah. they literally made like forty copies of it signed by all ten of them and it's leather bound. It's it's just a super, super rare piece. So it's yeah. more of a display piece than a So it's it's like an EP like Rumjack. Like if I bought that, side, I would probably the spend side. the extra twenty bucks to buy a regular copy of it just so I never had to play that one. <laughs> never had to play that one, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. I have a I have a copy of it in the regular down there so, but no it's cool but yeah thanks for writing me andy it was really nice to meet you dude well that well then so okay because and he says hold fast andy but because his name was was drewski chicago i wrote him back and said hey are you in chicago if so whereabouts and he said no i met him i met tom on the road to flatfoot 56 in logansport he's originally from chicago but no longer in chicago yeah, he's in indiana somewhere now yeah so that was the uh he says, I love it and miss it. I get fit up with all the shit after 50 years and departed from the northwest side and moved to Indianapolis. So hmm. I can understand that. There's a lot of people moving out of Chicago. Chicago's but, a great city, but for so many reasons, people are just fleeing. He says he's got a like a, a like a bar, like a recreation of a local bar in his basement. 
Okay. Well, my favorite bar is now the, my best attempt at a recreated Southside Polish dive, which occupies a third of my basement. So I'll tell you what, man. We get down to Indianapolis. We might have to stop by for a pint at, yeah, for uh, sure. yeah. at Annie's Bar. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks for writing in, Drewski. Yeah, man. Uh, appreci- appreciate it. Appreciate that. That's uh, that's most excellent. And uh, we got a really good letter from Ben, our good friend Ben. And from do we want from do we Leeds. want to open that can? Up? Well, that's let's, a long I'll tell you one. what. Maybe we'll save that one. I would say we can do that one if you want, but let's play another round of. Yeah, that's good. That's good. All right. So, Tom, what's your number three? My number three is another band that we had last year. It's a two piece from Minneapolis, St. Paul, Minneapolis. I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, called New Rocket Union, and I remember we had John on, who's the singer guitar player. And because I was really fascinated with the whole two piece thing, and the band is is excellent. I mean, yeah, they're very good. And this record is great, and another one of just a beautiful record. I just I was actually just pulled out and showed Neil just like full color, this weird like eighty style artwork, but full color, just beautiful orange vinyl. Just man, like you know, Neil and I were having this conversation off the you know privately. Where it's like, how come some bands are doing this and some bands don't? Is it just the, the bands that are waiting around for things to happen it's not happening and the bands that are working a little harder are getting it done or is it luck or who you know or who you blow or what? I, I don't know what it is, but, but this is a beautiful record. I'm not insinuating that John blew anybody to get it made. <laughs> but uh, it's... Uh, it's 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 great. So I'm gonna we so I actually played a couple songs from like our best of friends segment a while back. But let's play let's play the title track. So this is New Rocket Union with Twin Cities Breakdown. <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, that was New Rocket Union with uh, Twin Cities Breakdown off the album of the same name. And yeah, Tom just showed it to me because I don't have the vinyl, but Tom showed it to me. And it's awesome to see a band that takes a lot of pride yeah. in the presentation. The details, yeah. The, the, the album cover art I think is that's fantastic. fully self-released, I think. Yeah, I mean, but it shows they really, you know, they got an artist who does really nice work or whatever. Yeah. It's, it's got it's almost like that 50s hot rod vibe to it. See, with I, the, see I think of like the 80s where you had like the truck that looks little and then like the giant head in it. I, I don't know, I just remember like my Uncle Rob had like stuff like that in his oh, room that, yeah, when that I was goes, a kid. that goes back that goes back to hot rod and surf okay. culture and stuff like that I can't okay. think of the name of the artist who did that who, with, like, the big, with the big the bulging out eyes and yeah, stuff yeah. why can't I think of the name of that it'll come to me it's cool. it's cool it's, yeah. real, it's real cool record. And, and it's you know it's a bang of a record 11 tracks 23 minutes or something just boom 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 just so John plays guitar and is a drummer is that, it that, sings that's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but you don't uh, just it's a huge guitar so it's got really no frills production, but it's so clear sounding, and the guitar it doesn't sound processed at all. Just a big raunchy guitar. That's what that's what I meant about the ignite. That sounds processed. That's yeah. perfectly the the way. Well, everybody records it. digital now. There's hardly any. Nobody can afford to record on tape anymore. But it's just it's still you want your guitar to sound raw and unprocessed. Yeah, I mean every, everybody's got a big pedal board and all that. But it's just it's a it's a great sounding record. It's a great it's a great record. I I, I it's another one a little record you know. Independent what record. Label? What label is it on? I, I don't even remember. I think okay. it's their own. I think it's their own. Maybe not. But it's just just a great record that if we could shine more light on it, I'm more than happy to do it. That's awesome. Uh, my number three is uh, the band that Tom was talking about. His number five. I got Doc Rotten at number three with their uh, album Unite Resist, which is a great record. Every track on it is awesome. And... Um, yeah, I, those guys are great. I mean, it's really nice to interview guys when you like the record, and then they're really cool guys too, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's 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 a bonus, right? So uh, even though, guys, I asked you to sign the record for me, and you're obviously not used to doing that because you sign on black on the black cover. It, it really wasn't working too well, but, you know. Or maybe you just think I'm an asshole. It's, it's all good. Um, so anyway, this song is called Dirty Hands, Dirty Money, and it's about them being working stiffs and... If you're not paying your child support, maybe they'll pay you a visit and break your nose. So, uh, yeah, Here you go. dirty hands, dirty money. Is it 
husband owes And just for your sake we'll break his nose And take 20% steal his guitar I promise this time we won't take it too far Criminal minds and working class We can turn a wrench and swing a baseball bat Hope you enjoyed that. That was Doc Rotten with Dirty Hands, Dirty Money. Yeah, and that's a great album, and that's another one that deserves it. That should be making top ten punk lists all over the country. That album, it's uh, ridiculous that I don't I don't see it any anywhere else. So, you want to get into that letter from Ben? Um, sure. I mean, it's almost a it's, damn. It's almost a topic big enough just for its own episode. You think? Um, well, we, re- we've actually talked about it before. Let's read it. Um. So Ben is our good friend from Leeds, a reasonably new listener. Younger than us, quite a yeah, bit, younger, I think. Yeah. Like early 30s, maybe? Yeah, but I, I'm super impressed. He's we actually super got another email scene. from today talking about how he's going to make a zine, so that's definitely yeah, cool, that. and we'll yeah. definitely help uh, yep. help get the word help out about it. Okay. Yeah. Sounds interesting, the format. It wasn't really something I was familiar with. but uh, Want an old school zine? Well, no, it sounded like there was more to it than that. Like It was it was going to be like something that used to read in the bath. I don't know. We'll get, we'll get into it later. You have to read the letter. Yeah, as long you have as to he read the letter again. Sounds like a very UK thing. As long as he has a punk till I die uh, full page ad in there. There you, there you go. Yeah. There, there we we uh, we need maybe we have to bump up our modest zero dollar advertising budget to uh, you know fifty cents a week or something. Yeah. Um. You know I don't. Maybe we shouldn't even get into this. This is about why we buy vinyl and stuff like that. Um. Maybe we should save it for another show. Because this right. is because we're already almost an hour into this one. Are we really? Yeah. That's shocking to me. <laughs> see what it's see what it's like when we get talking. And you know the funny thing is, all we've had is coffee and water. Yeah, this is early in the morning. We haven't we're been, not even, we're been we're drinking boozing it up. No, though. no, we're not. What we should do is, when we get home tonight at whatever time they throw us out of wherever we're at, just fire the microphone up and just start recording. You That's know what? what I'm not going to read that one. I'm going to read the other one from Ben. Actually, the Zine one. Now you mentioned it. Um, all right, lads. I've started pulling a Zine together to try and cover the Leeds punk scene. As I can't find one that does it currently. Yeah, don't people even make zines anymore? Probably no. not. But it's like I said, read, read yeah, say so keep reading here. It's it's I didn't quite know how what he was talking about. I've put the first editor's forward underneath for you to have a look. I guess it's gonna be all the shithouse rag. <laughs> well but yeah, but keep reading. That's a great name for it, by the way. A Leeds based zine bring you punk gig reviews and various other shite from the Leeds scene and beyond, but mostly just Leeds because there are actual real publications out there for the other stuff. Uh, the working class north is known for its outdoor conveniences built from red brick or york stone full of spiders and porcelain thrown squares of old newspaper on a length of string hanging out from a rusty nail sat having a clear out you lazily read the square of old newspaper or look out at the stars through the cracks in the masonry depending on what time of day you choose to visit this scene will hopefully replicate those contented musings <laughs> without you getting splinters in your arse. There's a whole world out there, and these sewn-together squares will hopefully give you a glimpse of a fraction of it. That's what I'm saying. Is he going to do like a format day. where it's like on a like 
rope together or something? Nah, or? it's probably just eight and a half by eleven. So, but, but that'd be great though. You make little squares and just like hole punch it and tie it together. Yeah. I mean, that honestly, that'd be a great gimmick to you know get people's attention. He's a he's a good writer. I tell you what, he's yeah. put this together really well. Um, he says, I'm going to keep writing reviews for shows and put them in and anything else I can think of that I like. I'm going to try to pull a list of upcoming gigs as well, but I need a bit of networking for that. Um, he says well, he's got we, a might, we might have to let him come on and promote his thing yeah, a little sure. bit, right? Yeah, so Might be a mistake. Always a mis- I never know whether it's a good idea to invite an Englishman to come on with us. But <laughs> see, see, this is really old school. He says he's got a library at the end of the road for photocopying. And then he's gonna sew the free? he's gonna sew the pages together. Yeah, I told like that you. That's why. That's what I was Holy about. shit! Wow, that would be a collector's item. So the thing with that is, I don't really any need to photocopy anymore, my friend. That was a thing we did in the eighties, but now you've got a printer. You're doing it on a well, computer. Yeah, but you're gonna use up all your own ink. It's so expensive now. <laughs> it's a, how much are you gonna pay for a photocopy each page? Well, a lot I, more I than think that. Well, I assume the library is like cheap to free. Dude, what we used to do was skate in Annoy on a skate scene in the eighties. We had a friend who worked at Kinkos. He worked a night shift at Kinkos because it was a college town, so it was twenty four hours. Man, he would he would print out like two hundred copies of Ozine for us <laughs> at night, and uh, then oh my god, man, the, the folding, oh, the yeah. folding of all those pages, and we'd printed them. So back. you do it eight by tw- oh, eight by eleven, having the fold eight and a half by eleven and fold it, yeah. yeah. And that was took a lot of because it was all, it wasn't like these days we do on a computer. This do you, was all do you have school. all those copies? I do. Do you have every one? Yeah. You should uh, put a picture of one of those on the. No, the funny thing is, we interviewed because this was mid eighties. And we were, all, just like I am into punk bands, right? We were always into some of the smaller professional skaters. We'd never get Tony Hawk or some shit on. Sure. We got, um, but it turned out, funnily enough. Probably the Godoys, right? We had the Godoys, yeah. Great interview with them. But we also had Todd Swank and Steve Rocco. Now, you're probably not familiar with no, that. Don't, don't but Todd Swank turned out to be the founder of Foundation. And uh, What's that? Is that a skate company? Skate company, yeah. Okay. Big one. And, uh, and fucking uh, Rocco, Steve Rocco, was World Industries. He became a millionaire. Is that another skateboard company? The biggest in the 80s. Huh. Uh, probably uh, late, uh, early 90s, I mean. That was probably the biggest company in the world, was World Industries. And we had an interview with him in our stupid zine. Huh. It's just it's just funny, you know, because back then... Well, it would be really funny if you remembered. Right. Because at that point, maybe nobody was covering him. Right. Yeah, he was, a, he was a lesser-known pro. He was a, free, he was a freestyle skater. And of, course there's, of course, there's other bands where nobody else is interested in covering them. They're still ungrateful, you know, yeah. episode 28. Yeah. <laughs> So for any skaters out there, yeah, we had Steve Rocco, we had uh, we had Dan Wilkes, Texas skater, we had the Godoys, which was a good one. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, how many episodes or how many issues did you? About ten. Oh, okay. So it was fairly, fairly short lived. Uh, well, putting together putting the shows together back in those days took because av- yeah. everything was done by hand. The pages had like letter set type, you know, and it had to be set. Well, and all your correspondence yep. was all yep. set, and then cut and pasted down. So it might take you three, four months to put one yep. together. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, labor of labor of love, but it's probably about as economically viable as what we're doing here, right? But the funny thing is, I had a, I actually started a rumor like episode three that Tony Hawk had been killed in a car crash, and that actually did get repeated back through because obviously there's no internet back in those days. Neil Neil also started the Richard Gear Hamster uh, for those who listened to the last episode. Now, if you want to be very politically incorrect, on the back page I had a hate page of all the things I hated. That was well. I remember, up. and I and I remember you saying you kind of kept it going. You had it. You did a eBay a column about. Then we went online. Knives. Yeah. Then we then we took skating annoy online. See, which was ten times easier, obviously. Yeah, it was ten times easier. And you probably got ten times as many people looking at it. Yeah, at least we still get more people today. Um, so you're so you, that oh, what's his name? I see him pop Kilwag? up. Killwag. Yeah. Kill, Randy. So Randy. So he still runs it. Kinda. 
He's still. I mean, it's still. He's up. got the website. It's I mean, up. you don't He's do anything with the website. No, I mean, I stopped doing the eBay. I did the eBay watch for about thirteen years, mm. and it, I just got. It just got. So it just, was hard work. Yeah. And then you'd always get dickheads writing in. Either I don't. I didn't mind people like contradicting me if I got something wrong. That's fine. But you get people. Why don't you do it more often? This is easy. You do it for free. Well, yeah, you do it. I'm then. like, I'm like, you get it for free. Shut the fuck up. Well, it's like the. It's like everybody's got a podcast, but and everybody, yeah, everybody comes out of the gate and does three good, three good uh, episodes, but. They don't understand, you know, doing it week after week. It, it's, I mean, it's fun. I enjoy doing it. I'm not yeah, complaining. But it's like, it can be a grind. Yeah. Like, oh, man, we got to figure out a time to do that this week. I got a busy as hell week. I got a lot of stuff going on. You know, right. it's just, but you, you, if you want to do it, you'll do it, you know? Right. Unlike our millennial friends, if we want to do it, we'll do it. We're not going to curl up in the fetal position. And wait for it to happen. Wait <laughs> I've for had it to, a difficult week. Wait for it to happen. Exactly. <laughs> My cat seems sad. I can't do it this week. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Tibble seems sad. Once again, winning points with the millennial crowd. Yeah. I don't think they're listening to <laughs> Maybe yeah. I mean that Ben, that Ben, that you know he Kelsey seems to have more of an old school attitude, obviously. But or if, or if they are, they're angry, angry millennials. What are we talking about again? Good name for a band. Are we number two? Uh, number two, Tom, on your list. Number two. So another guest we had on, great guest, the Meth Rats. This meth is the, Rats. This is the record I'm talking about. That's so short. It is sub EP length, really. And uh, Neil's digging through a bag of CDs like a. <laughs> my back room is. 80% put together but not quite I still have a lot of piles of piles of things yeah yeah. just FYI everybody remember when I was here two years ago and Tom was it was so hot and Tom was going to put the uh, Tom was going to put up the uh, the, 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 the uh, fan in the the roof fan ceiling fan well I didn't take a picture of it because it's still in the box <laughs> It's, now, it's, it's an excellent uh, stand for those records, though, isn't it? You, yes, you know, our, yes. our buddy Jake has his now playing night where he yep. puts the record on the night yep. and takes a picture. This is uh, yeah, yeah the ceil- the ceiling fan is now is it's uh, it, well it made it into the room at least the yes. box is in the room, so maybe one of these days that ceiling fan will go in. You know, I got some good good looking records on there right now. So. Yeah, you do that uh, anti heroes. Yeah, that minor threat's a real beautiful blue too. Mm. They've done about twenty different presses of that one too. Just keep pressing. It's kind of never really gone out of print. Yeah, such a great record, you know. As it shouldn't. But it's only got twelve songs on it, and it's about another one, about fifteen minutes long. Twelve right. songs, you know. It's two different releases, right? Yeah, okay. eight, eight songs inside A and four songs inside B. All Let's right, get back to Meth Rats. Oh, the Meth Rats. Uh, this record, uh, I I, I kind of mentioned my friend Chris and Justin in Baltimore have been talking about this band and raving about this band to me, and I finally checked them out, and I love it, and. Uh, it's definitely, it's a hardcore record. I would say it's got a little yeah. more metal elements than, but it's it's great, and it's one of those things. Those kind of records, you don't want it to last forty minutes. You know, it's really right. it's, you, you go in, you get out. It's you know twelve songs, fourteen yeah. minutes or whatever, and it's a great record. And I what was I going to play? My friends are zero percent. I can't remember what song uh, I was going to play. No, you were going to play Deep Fake. Deep Fake. That's right. Yep. Anyway, yeah, check it out. This is Meth Rats. We had Justin on. If you haven't heard that episode, you should definitely check it out. It was fun. Uh, this is Meth Rats from their Ultimate Culprit album, which came out this year. Number two on my list is Deep Fake. Oh, <laughs> 
right, that was Math Rats with a deep fake. Tom, what label is that on? You know, is that on a small label? I think or it's self released also. Self released, okay. I mean, you know, it's always hard to tell because, you know, if you and I had to put out a record tomorrow, it'd be on like Punk Till I Die Records, but that's still self released. You know what I mean? But it's got a cool name, so people might think it's a label. It's really hard to. Maybe we'll have to start a record label. Exactly. Maybe one, of our, exactly. One, of the things, one of the things in the back of my mind work with a good friend Mike and put out a record label. That would be fun. Yeah. That'd be, I'd, that would be fun. I would love to record a song or two. We both would love to. Yeah, I think that would be great fun. I see these like tribute records. Like there's this new Queers tribute album coming out. You know, we could knock out a queer song on our own style, or we could do... I, I don't know. I don't know that we're ever going to make an LP or anything like that, but it would be fun. Just sort of a cross-promotion, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No? No. I'm when, when too high on that idea. When we first met, you were pretty high on playing the bass. You still play bass quite a bit. Do you not play much anymore? Since I've moved, it, I have, since I've moved, I haven't played in I haven't no. played in ages. I've just been too busy doing other shit. But I guess I, I have to write, I I guess I have to write a couple songs that get you so fired up that you want to play the bass again. You know, you know what I, I would actually like to do? I would hmm. actually learn to play the guitar. I would hmm. actually lo- like to not give up the bass. I don't know, Neil's got two more strings. It's 50% more strings. Yeah, but you can you know, impress the ladies more. <laughs> that's what you need. It's difficult to impress the that's ladies with the bass. This, that's what you need at this point in your life. <laughs> you're, you're bringing the bass out and just plunking away. Yeah, exactly. Boom, 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 boom. There's boom, musicians boom, and then there's boom, bass boom, players, boom. right? Yeah. No, you know, I always say about playing the bass, because I, I do play both, and I have a couple basses. Um, I actually have a couple of real cool basses. Um, that... It's a lot easier to play the bass than it is to play the guitar, but to play the bass well is almost as hard as to play the guitar. You know what I mean? It's like, to play it well, you have to do it, and a lot of people just do plunk away at it. Most punk rock bass players aren't anything special. Yeah, they just follow in the guitar. But if you want to, I mean, that's all I pretty much did. Yeah. I, I actually, when I played, I ran, I like to run a little distortion through it, so I get a similar sound like what Lemmy had, where it almost sounds like a rhythm guitar. Huh. So that, because if it was a three-piece... You, get, you fill a little more space. Boy, sound would hate that distorted bass sound. Like, you're wrecking my sound system. Like, hey, screw you, man. That's our sound. Sound, man. Hey, All right. sound, what, man. What do, you, what do you have for number two, Neil? Kiss my arse. Um, I have uh, good friends uh, from Baltimore, right? Ravages. Meth Rats, Baltimore, too. Boy, yep. Baltimore's strong showing yeah. this year. Actually, the East Coast as a whole. Um, so Ravages with their fantastic 2022 album, Badlands. And this was my number one for most of the year so far, but it just got eclipsed like two weeks ago. Um, but Ravages, Badlands is a fantastic album. Um, it really is. Like, it's one of those records, I think if more people heard it, I don't think anybody's going to hear it now like this. It, it literally has a yeah undeniable appeal to it. Classic punk rock and roll album. Yep. Um, and again, it's, it's actually sound. The guitar has an angry sound to it. It's not overproduced. It's not... Uh, and the great thing about it was when I saw them live, they were fantastic live. Hmm. They fucking blew it up, blew it away. You know, they, no, does they the were singer great. does the singer play guitar live or does he just sing? He plays guitar. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's got the great, you know, it's got the great leads. It's definitely like punk rock. Yeah. You know, not hardcore. It's yeah. not. It's it's got great rock and roll leads. Dead Boys esque. Yep. Twin guitar and stuff yep. like that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so this is uh, I'm gonna play Shake the Reaper, off of uh, their album Badlands, number two on my list for 2022.
Yes, yeah, so that was Ravages with uh, Shake the Reaper, my, well, n- my number two. Well, this is super embarrassing, you know, because my number that? one is Ravagers, so we're going to play... No, I that's guess, fine. My I guess going to play said. Ravagers back-to-back. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, once again, if we had to have a consensus number one, be that would probably be... So far, no, and sure. and I, yeah. I, I think our listeners agree, but I don't. I can't remember what your number one is now, but that's all right. I guess we'll find out in a minute. Do you want to talk about anything else, or do you want to well, wrap you gonna, it up? Well, are you going to play Ravages? Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm just teasing the audience. I'm. I'm... <laughs> Did you forget that you haven't played it yet? Well, no, no. I, just, I mean, that does happen, but no, no. Yeah. I just. All right, we'll play Ravagers. Which song did I pick out? Neil? You picked out White White Widow. White Widow. So anyway, yeah. which I think on the show I asked him about what that song was about because I was kind of confused. Was it about like the, the legend of like the woman in the high woman on the highway or whatever, like the white? I. You know, you, you, you that was one of those like X Files slash like urban legend things about the. Really? White, white widow that shows up on the highway at night. Uh, that would be a. I think that would be a better story. I don't. What think, was his I, real story? I think it was about a some dead white wo- woman? woman that he knows. <laughs> so, so I think you should start telling that's that American urban legend next. Well, that's why. Well, I, I I actually don't remember that conversation actually. Yeah, I remember asking him about it. We've I, talked I to so many know. people, Neil. You know, they all sort yeah. of blend together at yeah. once. Yeah, they do. They yeah. they fall into. They tend to fall into. I'll say three categories. Awesome guess, good guess, and not very good guess. Right. If you ask me privately, I will categorize them for you. And the air, I will not. Actually, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's not, not true, because eventually yeah. we will talk about episode 28, and at yeah. that point, all, yeah. all grievances will yeah. be aired. But, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see if we ever did what was our, what, what you think our worst episode was. And it wouldn't be worse because we did a bad job. It was just some, some interviews. Some are harder than others. Some no interviews are harder than others, and yeah. either the person just isn't that interesting, or they don't like talking. Or you turn out that... Or the, the uh, ones that bother me, Neil, are the the ones where, and it's mostly on my end, the sound was an issue. Oh, sure. It's, it's, well, that's another thing. That's though. painful to listen to. Or I listened to the early ones when I recorded in this back room before I moved to the Pillow Fortress of Solitude, um, where I could literally either hear my kids talking in the background or, like, my wife putting away dishes. You know, I think... The, I think that's, like, passive-aggressive, like... Uh, dude, I, t- I tell you, I'll be honest, though, I think the listeners kind of like that. Maybe. Yeah. But well, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've never been shy about uh, being honest about our domestic situations or exactly. whatever, you know. Exactly. Um, so anyway, so yeah, Ravages is number one on Tom's list so far. It'd be interesting to see if it makes it all the way to number one by the end of the year with some of the strong things th- that are going to be you know, coming out. Every year, I think it's good to have an album that sort of sets the bar for the year. Yeah, an for album sure. that comes out early in yep. the year. And last three years, my okay, so it was Drowns a couple years back. And then it was last year for me. It was Antagonizers ATL, which I I, I don't. I, not everybody loves that album as much as I do, but I really think that, I really still love that album. And then this year, Ravager. So my point being, if you want to have the best album of the year, you have to beat that album. Yeah. You know. And apparently, Neil feels like he has one that has that, and I don't. I can't remember what it is. Um. Okay. Well, so did did we play White Widow yet? I don't think we did. So I think we talked about it. We didn't play it. So this this is is Ravagers from the Badlands album. This is White Widow.
So that was Ravages there with the second one on our list. Number two on my list. Number one on Tom's list. With well, White did, Widow. so the, it, like Neil's sleeping in my dank basement right now. The White <laughs> Widow didn't appear to you. Like, <laughs> standing over your bed. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We had quite the good time. <laughs> me, me and the White Widow. Yeah, it was good. Back of boots in the basement. Um, so my number one, Tom, that you've forgotten. I saw them just uh, a month ago. This is Sack. Mm. So I've listened to this record once or twice, and I like it. It's got a great punk vibe, but once again, I don't have a physical copy of it. I should stream that more. Yeah, well, the, apparently they're not going to have a physical copy maybe until 2023. So for that's, those, that, See, now that's amazing, because Red Scare, and now I get it, Red Scare is a smaller label, but they seem like... Right. I mean, they, they, they have a strong affiliation with Fat. You know, I mean, if they can't, right? How do the little, you know, make you want? No wonder why Pro Rock has problems right. when when Red Scare can't get stuff done. Well, I think okay. So Sack is it's obviously it's Cody. It's, Cody. it's yeah, from it's Lillington's. Cody from Lillington's. Teenage Bottle Rocket. Rocket. Yep. Um, so what's his? Like, apparently, he's not busy enough in those two bands. So he has to do a third. Well, band. Lillington's are done again. Oh yeah, okay. Um, but I don't know why bands. You know, and I know we were giving Cody our giving. Toby a hard time when he was on about this, like, and he's like, I don't know what this guy's doing, but I'm like, why do bands even bother breaking up? Okay, you don't want to do the Lillingtons now, and maybe you never play again. But what's the point of actively breaking up? But then somebody told me there there was some maybe bad blood between him and the drummer or something. I don't know. I heard, and that's again, I don't know if that's true or not. Don't sue us. I have no idea. Well, Cody seems like a really fun guy, but uh, seems like he likes a good drink for sure. Cody is a he's a he's not the most uh, he definitely seems like he's not the most outgoing guy in the world on a one to one level. But and on the, in this band because he sings, he doesn't play guitar. He just sings. Yeah, and he's out in the crowd, fucking screaming at people, and yeah, really acting That's up. That's funny because so, I remember you saying he was. He seemed like he was not really wanting to mingle with the for he health didn't. reasons. Didn't want to mingle with the crowd, but then you go out there and sweat all over everybody. Yeah, and get all sweated all which over. was weird, right? So with, so before the show, he just sat in his van the whole time. He didn't come in and mingle with anybody. And then he just came in for the show. He did an interview, I think, with uh, with our good friend. Oh, did Alan get to Alan, interview? Yeah, Alan got to interview him, and then he uh, they did the show, and he goes by an alter ego. Like they've all got funny names, like, uh. like Grumpy or. <laughs> like the seven Grumpy Munchkins. Names. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he comes out and he fucking screams at the audience. He comes out and they do a full-on punk rock show. It's huh. a five-piece, but it's super fucking catchy. So, hmm. you know, very much, very Lillington's, very Teenage Bottle rocket But more, more punk rock, though, though. More there's like a, hardcore. There's, like, a, there's a couple of angry songs. There's a couple of very... But it's just the singing, too, you know, because he, obviously he can be a very melodic yeah. singer. But he just sort of yells. Yeah, no, it's it's yeah, cool. Listen, I need to listen, I listen to it Listen to it again. And the nice thing about it is... There's some there's some pop punk bangers. There's some slower songs, but again, a lot of songs about weed. I mean, it's typical them, right? It's party it's music, typical them. yeah. But um, and the first song is "I Hate the Beach Boys." See, I might I, I, might, I might have been a little put off by that. See, I love that though. I love some anger. You know, yeah. that, that, I could have fucking written that. Well, and um, listen, if you don't love the Beach Boys, that's fine. You just clearly are hard of hearing. See, but that's really setting them apart from everybody else. Yeah, like the pop true. punk scene. It would yeah, almost like, be like you saying, "I hate the Ramones." I mean, she say that, and you'd be. Everybody would be shocked. Well, but we, yeah, but in the mid '80s, all these hardcore bands are like, "Screw the Ramones, they're old men." You know, yeah. they're like '30s and their yeah. '30s at the time. You know, but that was kind of. Yeah. I, I I don't mind that sort of punk element of kill your idols. I think right. that's so. If the young kids think we're dicks, it's fine. Yeah, 100%. they're right. But anyway, so this album, um, I've listened to it, and the reason I have it number one is because I've probably listened to it more than any other album. Because mm. I put it on, and it's just a fun fucking album. The songs are bangers, and it's just a fun album. Uh, every song is great. Even the slower ones about <clears throat> losing his bong, or whatever it is. They're just, they're just funny fucking songs. Mm. So, uh, And also, again, he's not afraid to call out people. Um, so, yeah, that's my number one of the year so far. Ripper from Sack. And uh, this song is called Hot Shit. 
about the local girl who thinks she's hot shit. <laughs> so uh, enjoy, everybody. Don't get offended. <laughs> Which is one of the Toby wasn't there. Well, I yeah, believe though he's moved to Massachusetts. I believe. Yeah, he moves all over the place. Yeah. But he he was. The, he's on the run. But Someone's he was after tour him. managing Bottle Rocket. I think he yeah, does. Maybe. He's got his hand in a lot of things. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. That was funny, man. They, so they played three Illinois dates in like three days. They played down in Champaign on a Wednesday. They played McHenry on the Saturday, and they played Reggie's see, on the Sunday. See, usually, so you know, we were in Milwaukee that weekend, and if the if the same lineup. Would have played at Reggie's, as played at McHenry. Yeah, we would have come back for that show because that, awesome that was show. a killer, killer lineup. Capcom heroes, Zonoids, and stuff. but the, uh, the and I'm not saying the bands that played at Reggie's were them weren't great, but I didn't know any of them. It was not, and none of those bands right. were familiar, so there wasn't wasn't really. So we right. stood around a parking lot and drank beer and watched a bunch of weird bands playing like a staircase. The funny thing about the Reggie shows is, right, we've said this before, they seem to have like two decent opening bands and then one band, the open, the, the actual opening band you've never even heard of that seem to be friends of the booker or something. But it's weird, too, 
used to be kind of a the champagne thing is one thing because that's farther away that's like grand rapids detroit almost distance wise but it used to be kind of a no-no to have a show in the suburbs and then the city the same i mean McHenry is it's not close to chicago but it's you know it's within an hour right that used to be kind of a I think I think, and I don't know how many people showed up on, at the Sunday night show. I know you said the crowd wasn't huge in McHenry, but McHenry's not that big. Maybe that's why they had a different lineup. Maybe they weren't allowed to have the same lineup, and Slack was just doing it because Bill knows them very well. So maybe yeah. they were just doing it as a favor to Bill. Yeah, maybe playing the show. But anyway, well, it was a fun as fuck. It's show, still got to so. be economically viable, you'd think. Yeah. I know that wasn't a huge, a so, huge uh, show, and and yeah, but no, that was a that was an un- that was a great great lineup. Yeah, Captain Hero Zone. Yeah. I still have not seen the Zonides, man. I'm really. I'm really slacking. Well, that's twice in a couple months. I mean, of course, they're probably going to punch me now if they see me anyways. Like, you, <laughs> no, 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 don't you lock like, you in a basement. Hey, are you the one who called me a troll? <laughs> Get them, boys. <laughs> just like, Amazing. There's like three guys, their little billy clubs wacky. Yeah. Right no, anyway. Yeah. Listen, w- w- listen, guys, when the new record comes out, we'll uh, we'll let you come and defend yourself. Slash, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Let actually. you defend yourself slash offend us. Yes, yes. <laughs> That'll be good. That was funny because Alan got them to sign. He bought an album, you know, yeah. and he got them to sign it. And I was like, can you even tell what those names are? And he's like, no. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. So our man Alan, and we've talked about this before, and Alan loves to get everything signed, but at what point, I don't, you know, it's one thing to get Cheetah Chrome to sign a Dead Boys record or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. but would you, you know, it, you know, you know, a band like the Capcom Heroes, he had them all sign the record and the, uh, you know, Zoonoids, awesome dudes, but you know, this ain't exactly Babe Ruth's autograph at this point, right? <laughs> maybe he's hoping. Well, yeah, maybe you know that's true. I guess. Uh, yeah, it's gonna become the next Nirvana. And fucking, problem is, uh, none of, is that even possible even anymore? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? I mean, right? is there ever gonna be another Nirvana with all the digitals? I mean, because they got in before the streaming stuff and all yeah, they were still during the golden era of physical media the 90s as much as cds are you know scoffed at now that was the golden age of physical media because bands were selling tons of cds plus you were buying all your record collection on cds that's right. why the sales were insane right. in the 90s and um but you know okay so on this topic since we're sort of keeping it Records yet to come out this year that we're excited about. We've already talked about a couple of them. Yeah, Susie Moon and Zoonoids. Susie Moon, Zoonoids. What about oh. what about Poison Boys? Or did that come out last year? Poison, Poison Boys came out digitally last year. The vinyl was released like a couple days ago. Oh, is it, it was supposed. Yeah, get this. They were supposed to be having the record release show tonight at uh, Liars Club, mm. and he's got COVID, so they can't play the record release show. Which. Who the singer? Yeah, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt. Okay, that's poor right. bastard. Yeah, we so had they, Matt on. So yeah, they can't nice play show. their own record release show. That, oh. That's that sucks. Because um, I was looking forward to buying that, you know, from them. You know, giving them. Giving I'm a them little worried cash. about that still with going to, going to uh, that show in Western Maryland. It's like how many last minute. You know, it's like yeah, you do your best to keep the lineup intact. But if one of the big bands backs out the last minute, that's a bummer. You yeah, know, because yeah, they'll sure. bring in some other local band or something, but it's yeah. not the same. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so yeah, Poison Boys, and then um, what's our friend Jason? What's the garage, uh, the Garage Rock one? Oh yeah, Slaughter Boys. Slaughter Boys, Slaughter Boys. Yeah, they've got an album that they've been promising this album for a while now, and I think it's going to be a complete banger. I think this is yeah, going to be the, the first one was real good. Yeah, I think Slaughter Boys um, album I'm is going to be great. I, the other one that just came out, which is more in my wheelhouse, and it's shocking that because it's only been two years since the last album, but Screeching Weasel just dropped a new album. Yeah, they did. I'm surprised I haven't heard. And I've talk talked more about. about it. Well, I've listened to it once or twice. I think it's fine. The thing with the last one, I ran it and raved about how much I love the last Screeching Weasel album, and I still do. I pull it out and play it now. I got the first press of orange, but it was different in that it was a it was a total surprise. This one was less of a surprise, and it happened 
during COVID times when we were first at home and stuff. So I had so much time to listen to it, and it just struck me at the right time. Mm-hmm. This new one, I was already irritated when I went to pre-order it, <laughs> and it was thirty bucks, which okay, and then ten to ship, ten ninety. It was forty one dollars to have it shipped to my house and i balked at it i'm like that and i'll sold out right and but they'll be you know that first one too i i bought the first press of the first one but that was like 25 ship 26 or something like that and uh but i they they got around after that you could still yeah, pick up still copies pick up, of the yeah. last one yeah. so i'm i'm convinced at some point and at least at the very least it'll go to some distro so even if i'm paying 30 bucks for it i can at least combine shipping and pick up a couple other things you know save money by spending 90 bucks instead of the 40 that i was gonna spend i just it it set me wrong and the same thing with the we you know the, that poison boys album was about 35 bucks and if you get right from the label or our buddy mike at sexy baby was about 35 bucks and maybe this is the new reality but man that that did not sit well with me right and but that being said, if I were at the show and I know that's yeah, the price, I would rather give them thirty-five yeah. bucks at the show right. than than mail order. So yeah. no, and, I agree with that. Anyway, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting that record. Well, and a lot of times, you know, when uh, you said Neil's visiting, and we'll, we'll go into this real quick just because it's a little bit of record talk. I had picked up a couple of things for Neil at, in Green Bay because they were they were doing uh, the store I was going to was out of business. So literally, I bought like a. The Last Stranglers album and like a Meteors album, a colored vinyl for like seven bucks or something, like Can't super super that. cheap. That's crazy, yeah. yeah. And then I had a I had a Boris Sprinkler Meatman split, which he needs because it's so good. And then he bought me. He was just at a show the other night. Which was, let, let's talk. You about want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So well, we might have to play another song after that, huh? Yeah, we probably will actually. Uh, but yeah, I went to so I, I saw advertised. Even though I knew I was coming here Saturday morning. It's Friday morning. Sorry, I'm getting well, you didn't have up. to get up to an alarm Friday morning, which is a good. No, if I don't have to get up to an alarm, I'll go out. You know more. me. I wake up at five o'clock yeah. every day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's really so fucking annoying. It's a. It's a. If I could change one thing in my life, that would be it. Um, that would be it. Give me a notebook, buddy. I'll make you a list. No, no I'm, I'm happy with everything else. It's just that sleeping thing. Um, but no. So it was the night. What was Thursday night? And I saw Jerk and Avenues. And uh, two other bands were going to be playing at Liars Club. Now, I'd been to Liars Club once, like fucking fifteen years ago, for uh, my friend Mike's birthday with Mark, and uh, and, I, and I enjoyed it. But I Mark I, Frankel, yeah, Mark Frankel, okay. yeah. And I can't say I really knew Liars Club for some reason. It always seemed a bit clickish kind of thing. So I've, I I never went. But uh, me and Lydia went on Thursday night. We had a great fucking time. That place is fantastic. Liars Club is tiny. Hmm. Everybody in there was incredibly cool. Um, and it was just a, it was just a great night. The drinks were decent and the service was decent and uh, unlike certain other bars. Yeah, unlike Beat Kitchen, yeah, it was it was excellent. Um let's see. Jeez, I'm sorry. I can't remember the names of the bands. That's Well, the one was uh Sex Dream was the yeah, Sex was the Dream. girl bass player from, from Mitochondria and yeah. yeah. They played first. The Repellents from Chicago played second. Who, so you really liked that Sex Dream. Sex Dream were great, yeah, because A, okay, it's a tiny stage. So Sex Dream was a three-piece. She plays bass and sings. She has a voice of an angel. And uh, they were, you know, pop-punky songs. Uh, and, and they were just good. They um, But they didn't play too loud, which was nice, in a small place like that. And they just, it was just good. It was, they were, they were excellent. Um, Repellents, just a bunch of Southside guys. Uh, they've been doing their thing for a while. Obviously, I think they had a last album in the 90s. Um, oh, really? But they played much too fucking loud. Huh. You know, it was so loud that everything was just distorting, you mm. know? 
and in a tiny club like that. Yeah, because you're not an earplug guy either. So no, it wasn't. It, that wasn't that. That wasn't a good idea. Uh, then Avenues played third, and Avenues were absolutely fantastic. Yeah, they're so very I sp- good. I spoke to Scott and Sean. Actually, the two brothers. Uh, we had Scott on the show. Super nice guy. I bought an album from them. Um, so what were their albums at the show? Twenty five. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Twenty bucks. Yep. Because once again, this. You know, once again, to sing this band's praises. Now they they are on Wiretap, which is a little bigger label, but just beautiful records, right? Beautiful record, beautiful orange cover. marble, yeah. black and white. I mean, just very yeah. very well done. But another record that had been they making for years. Great album sleeve, and yep. uh, and they showed live. They were a complete powerhouse. Uh, the drummer was that little round headed dude. Absolutely amazing drummer. Yeah. Um, and the band. When you look as good as we do, you can, we can mock the physical. <laughs> no, appearance. his head is just very round, is all. Very, um, but no, he should wear like a Charlie Brown shirt with like. <laughs> but he was also one of those kind of drummers that was like standing up, exalting the crowd. One of those kind of oh, drummers, really? you know. Okay. He's not just a little hide behind the drums guy, hmm. you know. Um, very outgoing. The band was great. I can't yeah. say enough. Things. No, I, I only saw them one time. It was several years ago, but I had the same impression. Yeah. Like this band is really good. Best band of the night. Uh, easy. Hmm. And then uh, Jerk came on. Now, the funny thing is, they had a bunch of merch right by the door. If, you, if anyone knows Liars Club, it was right to the left of the door when you come in. But there was nobody, there's no merch table, so there's nobody sitting at it. It was just merch was laid out. So I couldn't tell who I was supposed to buy merch from because it was a bunch of, like, local punk girls like, like, sitting those, there. You need to put, like, one of those little bells on the table and you, like, ring it, like, at the hotel. Right? Uh... So in the end, I had to get the, because Tom wanted the Jerk single, Sleepaway Camp. So I had to go and get like the singer from the band right before they were going to go on oh. to uh, to come and get. Yeah, because you didn't want to wait till the end because you probably hauled ass before yeah. they were done. Right? Yeah, so he he didn't seem particularly happy about that. And he also didn't seem particularly happy that I gave him ten singles. But that's what the bar kept giving me as change. That's all I had at that point. Neil so does a, has a side gig stripping as a male stripper. <laughs> He's got a lot of a lot of singles, big wad of ones. Yeah, uh, but no, it was a great night. Now you're right. I did leave before the end because Jerk didn't go on until almost midnight. Yeah, and like I said, I wake up. So at how five, many, did you so. watch it for fifty minutes at least, and they just haul it yeah. or what? Yeah. So they're pretty good. Watched about four songs. They were all right. The singer's voice was pretty was gone. I ah, think they've been t- they toured like yeah. maniacs. Yeah, you know, and they're a smaller band. I just once again. I guess it's my inner accountant. Like he looks pretty pissed off too. Can't he, act how he, he viable this stuff is. He didn't. He didn't seem particularly happy. Really? Um, yeah. And the guitarist from Jerk actually got on stage and sang uh, a uh, Operation Ivy song with mm. uh, with Avenues, which was kind of cool. Let me guess. Sound system? No. Uh, knowledge? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had my third guess. I don't know what yep. the third guess was. Yep. Unity. Yeah. So anyway, that was, that was a really fun night. And I love Liars Club, and I'll definitely fucking go back there. They mm. have great merch, too. They have mm. great merch there. Like Liars Club does? Yeah. Like it's their like own the, merch? It's like, the, you know, the Queers uses the Felix the Cat guy? Yeah. Yeah. So they got the Felix the Cat guy, but he's wearing a fez. It's just that the, the merch is really cool. Oh, so, that's cool. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, great, great. I had a great time. So that was that, was that show. I mm. bought an album, and I bought Thomas Single. Oh, and the second band, Repellents, they were giving away free T-shirts. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it was did you wor- get one? Worst T-shirt I've ever seen in my life. So you didn't get I one? Did. Oh, I did. Oh, he, did. Well, I, I didn't ask him for one. He just came by. We were sitting at the table. There were so few people there. He just, like... He said, what are you, a large buddy? He, he gave me two. He gave me a pink one and a black one. It's one for Lydia, one for you. Yeah, they were both large, funnily enough. Little did they, little did they know that Lydia would wear pink a t-shirt about as quick as she would. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. as quick as she'd wear a sundress, yeah. right? Yeah, I'd be easier probably wearing wearing that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So that was a good show. So that That's was cool. that. That was Thursday night, and then I came here Friday morning, and uh, the drive was a nightmare because of construction. Thanks, construction yeah. workers. You guys are the just best. Just constant, just constant. You know, as and I, I had a little bit of a hard time having too much sympathy for you. Like I said, since I'd make that trip like four oh, sure. times, four times a year. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. 
But you know what? You know what? The thing that annoys me more than anything else: construction. If you got to do construction, you do. But it's when they put the fucking cones out for like three miles, and there's no sign <laughs> of anybody doing any work whatsoever. Well, and and then you get the you thing. Know? You get the signs like you know. You go from going like eighty to then it drops down to like sixty or whatever, but there's nobody around. It's just like, and then they, some of them have the signs where it's where workers present or whatever forty five. Yep. Yep. So you're like, it's just, and then because I'm I, I drive fast. I'm a pretty fast driver. I mean, a lot of times I'll go over eighty miles an hour. I don't care eighty five miles an hour. So I'm passing everybody, right? And then I'll get into a construction. I'm like, oh, crap. So I'll slow down. And then all the jerk-offs I already passed don't slow down for construction. They might only be going 72 or whatever, but they just don't slow down at all. And then I have to pass them later when I get out of the construction. It's like Teach a, a it's like a, well, it's just a never-ending cycle of stupidity. Yeah. Yeah. I, I tell you what, man. COVID has made me more. I was always a lead foot. I was a, you'd never catch me on the highway going less than about 80. But now, oh, yeah, at least a lot of times 85. I'll go 90 to pass. I don't care. I've actually slowed down. And Have you? Down and oh, it's your age. It's your yeah. age, buddy. Well, I was like, what am I in a hurry to get? Where am I in a hurry to get? You know, <laughs> I'm in a hurry to get out of my car. I, I don't you know. I, I, no, you know I, what? He is because he has to pee. That's why. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> he hey, has to get somewhere to pee. Whatever. You, you, yeah, yeah, I, mean, I might pee more than you, but it ain't much. Yeah. It ain't much more. Anyway, um, I think we're done. Yeah, I think so. So we're going to record again tomorrow probably. So anyway, hope like you I said, enjoyed maybe it we'll, I, I'm telling you, it might not. Might, might, we'll see. Maybe later tonight we come if we go tie one on. Oh, we'll come Jesus. back and set up and record for a minute. Well, maybe, maybe, you know what? This is a pretty simple recording setup. That's true. We can actually take this to the bar. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we could, you could actually hear from, uh, what's, the, what's the name of the bar? Champs. Uh, well, or, we went to Champs last night. We'll probably go to Southside today. South so, Side, I don't know. We're, we'll go. probably go to dinner tonight somewhere decent. Yeah. yeah. So, we'll see. Anyway, uh, yeah, we'll talk to you uh, Talk to you tomorrow. hope you enjoyed our top fives. Let's send us in your top fives, too. Tell us what you've been listening to it's this true. year we'll so read, far. We'll read a few of them. Yeah. So As uh, long um, as they don't include bands that Neil hates. Yeah, as long as it doesn't include, uh, what did I say before? Huey, Huey Lewis or uh, Dropkick Murphys. or uh, Huey Lewis is probably more punk rock than fucking uh, <laughs> Hot Leg or whatever the fuck that band was called. Anyway, <laughs> until tomorrow. Yeah, thanks for listening. Punk Till I Die 77 at Gmail. Punk Till I Die Podcast. Punk Till I Die Podcast group on Facebook. Buy, buy t-shirts on Loud Pizza. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, a lot of pizza. pizza. That's right. That's yep. right. I just got some. I literally just got some. I uh, like I, said, I owe one to my buddy Justin, and uh, I'm gonna take that to Maryland to that festival. And I got yeah, yeah. spent seventy five bucks, get free shipping, so it's all good. Yep. So I spent so you know eighty something bucks, and it, it was six days. It took six days to get that stuff. Okay. Now I'm pretty close, but that's pretty pretty impressive, man. I'm, I'm anyway. I, I uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, a lot keep- of pizza, punk like that podcast. Yep. Stay free. Keep a little mark in your heart. I'll smell you soon. Smell you later. Bye-bye, everybody. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs>